Hello and welcome to another episode of Where Butterflies Come From. In this show, we read fairy tales from all over the world and react to them in real time. Hope you like listening as much as we like making it. Enjoy! Because if so, then the... yes. Okay, <laughs> Absolutely. Would you please read the title? I would love to meant. read. Oh, okay. <laughs> Italian folk tales. Italo Calvino. Okay. Is that his name? That's his name. <laughs> in, his in, name sounds like Italy. Yeah. And this is the... We can choose one. Let's just start with Dauntless Little John. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Dauntless Little John. <clears throat> there once was a lad whom everyone called Dauntless Little John, since he was afraid of nothing. Traveling about the world, he came to an inn where he asked for lodgings. We have no room here, said the innkeeper, but if you're not afraid, I will redirect you to a certain palace where you can stay. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you're not afraid, sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> You, <laughs> That's more if you're not afraid of anything, you can just do anything. But this is more scary <laughs> than sleeping on the <laughs> street. Okay. Yeah. Why should I be afraid? People shudder at the thought of that palace since nobody who's gone in has come out alive. I mean, then <laughs> just sleep outside. Yeah, what's wrong? Why? I'm not afraid. In the morning, the friars go up with the beer for anyone brave enough to set, to spend the night inside. Oh, it comes with beer in the morning. Okay. So it's like a dare thing. Like, I dare you to do this. Uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. So what did little John do but pick up a lamp, a bottle, and a sausage and march straight into the palace? You, you know. Yeah. You, gotta, you can't you gotta, forget all these stuff. You can't forget the sausage. <laughs> a bottle. It's also weird. I bet it's a bottle of wine. It's not a bottle of water. It's a bottle of whiskey. At midnight, he was sitting at the table eating when he heard a voice in the chimney. Shall I throw it down? Go ahead, replied Little John. Down the chimney into the fireplace fell a man's leg. Little John drank a glass of wine. Huh. Called it. Then the voice spoke again. Shall I throw it down? Go ahead. So another leg dropped into the fireplace. Little John bit into the sausage. Shall I throw it down? Go ahead. Uh-huh. So came so came an arm. Little John began whistling a tune. In Yu-Gi-Oh, uh-huh. there's a thing called Exodia. Uh-huh. And so it's like Exodia's head, Exodia's left arm, right arm. Uh-huh. <laughs> left leg. Right right leg. Uh-huh. And if you have there's five pieces. Uh-huh. And if you ever get that in your hand, you win the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> I'm wondering if he collects all the body parts, he just wins. <laughs> yes, I think it's the same thing. He's gonna jump down. And he's gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Nice. This is the easiest game of Yu-Gi-Oh ever. Okay, shall I throw it down? By all means. <laughs> okay, there we go. Wow, this we covered a lot of territory really quickly. <laughs> I thought we were on the second page, but yeah. Shall I throw it down? By all means. And there was another arm. Shall I throw it down? Yes. Then came the trunk of a body. 
and the arms and legs stuck onto it. And there stood a man without a head, just like Exodia. Shall I throw it down? Throw it down. Down came the head and sprang into place atop the trunk. He was truly a giant. And little John raised his glass and said, To your health, the giant said. Okay, so like narrative consistency and it is not a thing here, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. The giant said, take the lamp and come with me. Little John picked up the lamp but didn't budge. You go first. I want to use this pencil. (laughs) You You go first, said the giant. No, after you, insisted Little John. After you, thundered the giant. Oh, wow, they're so... What's going on here? This is just Italian things happening. Like, they blah, 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 just try to... Yeah, exactly. each other. And they're, you know they're using <laughs> their hands. You know they're using their hands, too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We're gonna offend everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who's everybody? They are not here to be offended. That's true. No one listens to this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I really appre- I really like that. <laughs> Just yelling into the void. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, the void does not echo back. Oh really? Why not? That's why it's called the void. It it together with some You lead the way, yelled, <laughs> yelled little John, while they're still bargaining. Okay, let's let's triage this. Let's triage this interaction over here, okay? Mm. You, you go, go first. No, after you. After you. You lead the way. <laughs> so the giant went first. Just okay, cut. The, 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 the final two is just completely redundant. It, Don't need no, it. No, it just need to. It's like you go say 新年快乐 to your relatives. You just oh, I'm giving you home ball. You just need to do that. I won't kill myself. <laughs> Picture me as a little kid, right? And fucking, they're just doing this, and I'm just like, hey, I want to die. I just want to die. They give you money. What do you mean? I, I, you know the the fucking song and dance I have to do to do this. Just keep the money. I'm gonna leave. No, seriously, I'm leaving. You don't have to do all the dance. It really depends. Uh-huh. Just say, 新年快乐. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah. Don't give me money. I <laughs> yeah. didn't... You were saying, real, real, real. Hey, <laughs> no. It's weird. I didn't ask for this. No, you just need to you go keep the money. rounds, and then you take it. Like this. What, what happens if I just run away? <laughs> Then it's very rude. You just need to be there and yeah. do that thing. So, so the giant went first, with little John behind him lighting the way. What? <laughs> it's, it's his lamp. Stop <laughs> defending this. What the fuck? Why are you so... What is wrong with you? Jesus Christ, like, are they paying you or something? Like, what the fuck? It makes sense to me, just just talks to me. Okay, it speaks to you. Yeah. Yeah, the source fiction. Yeah. 
Okay. So the giant went first with little John behind him lighting the way. And they went through room after room until they had walked the whole length of the palace. Beneath one of the staircases was a small door. Open it, ordered the giant. You open it, replied <laughs> little John. Wow. So the giant shoved it open with his shoulder. There was a spiral staircase. Go on down, directed the giant. After you, answered little John. Wow. They went down the steps into a cellar, and the giant pointed to a stone slab on the ground. Raise that. You raise it. <laughs> I feel like it's like two little kids. Uh-huh. Oh, repeat each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, um, take that knife and stab yourself. You stab me. <laughs> no, you stab yourself. But it's the, it, only the subject. <laughs> Okay. You raise it, replied Little John, and Little John lifted it as though it were a mere pebble. Beneath the slab were three pots of gold. Carry those upstairs, ordered the giant. You carry them up, <laughs> answered Little John. <laughs> he just had no idea. He just only repeat them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the giant carried them up one by one. When they were back in the hall, there was... <laughs> So far, all this guy's done is like, no, you do it. Yeah, yeah. So the only character that we know about him is he's very brave. Yeah, he's not afraid of everything. Everything, he, he talks to you, he talks back. He's also kind of lazy. Doesn't yeah, want to do Because he anything. doesn't know what to do anyway. Just like... Hey, leave. Don't do the opposite. Sleep outside. <laughs> You're so like. No, they even if you were dauntless, that. like why would you be a dick and bother other people? They dare him to do that. Okay. It's man's pride. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> and and the giant carried them up one by one. When they were back in the hall where the great fireplace was, the giant said, "Little John, this spell has been broken." At that, one of his legs came off and kicked its way up the chimney. One of these pots of gold is for you. An arm came loose and climbed up the chimney. The second pot of gold is for the friars who come to carry away your body, believing you perished. The other arm came off and followed the first. The third pot of gold is for the first poor man who comes by. Then the palace... Then the other leg dropped off, leaving the giant seated on the floor. Keep the palace for yourself. The trunk separated from the head and vanished. The owners of the palace and their children are now gone forever. At that, the head disappeared up the chimney. As soon as it was light, a dirge arose. Misery may, misery may. Uh, the fires had come with the beer to carry it off. Oh, the beer is not alcohol. The beer is just a device. B-I-E-R. The friars had come with a beer to carry off little John's body, but there he stood at the window, smoking his pipe. His crack pipe. <laughs> no, that's not enough. Okay. Dauntless little John was a wealthy youth indeed, with all those gold pieces, and he lived happily in his house. Just take over in the his, palace. In his, in his palace. Then one day, what should he do but look behind him and see his shadow? He was so frightened, he died. <laughs> what? What does it mean? Okay, I, I don't... Okay. Let's... What does it mean? 
<laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Who is the shadow? Ah? <laughs> uh? Where did the shadow come you from? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, miss, I understand this. <laughs> I love how you're just so fucking sure. You're so confident. You're like, no, it makes sense. Wait, let me try to understand. Who are you, Shadow? Uh, and oh, that was amazing. Okay, that was pretty good. What? It's not <laughs> good. <laughs> that was a pretty good story. I love how... Everything <laughs> is everything. <laughs> <laughs> it all happened. Uh huh. All of it. So, his shadow is this thing? Are you trying to actually make sense of this? I think <laughs> it's the shadow. Is the shadow the, the giant? giant? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he can only repeat that they are the same one. So his shadow did what he wanted to do? Yeah. Also, the shadow cannot take the lamp because it is a shadow. Mm. Mm. Yes. So then everything makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, everything makes sense after when you explain it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You don't have to insult my intelligence, okay? It's a shadow. <laughs> You know? No. I mean, obviously. <laughs> it did all of his bidding, and he walked in front of it, and then he looked at it, and he died. <laughs> he was so frightened. Yeah. That he died. Yeah. yeah. He lived happily ever after until he saw his shadow, and then he died. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it worse. <laughs> Are they all like this? I don't know. Okay, if they're all like this, we should read more. Because <laughs> I genuinely. This is for the first time I'm like, where is this going? It's a journey where anything can happen and does. It it's got everything. It's got nothing. <laughs> it just frightened to die. You why it's so surprised. It happens. Mm -hmm. Right? People died in the story. Yeah, it ha you no, cannot it, live forever. Nobody, Happily forever. Nobody lives forever. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you just gotta turn around, look at your shadow and die. <laughs> 
So, you know, it changes everything, okay? Changes life. From birth to death, you know, the changing of the seasons, you know, one, one minute, you know, one minute you're just happily running around. Next minute you've seen your shadow and became so frightened that you died. No, she, she, she had a wealthy life. Wealthy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Until he saw his shadow. And he's like, he became so frightened that he died. <laughs> Isn't that a good way to die? Is the moral here that he be- he was a monster? Like, he doesn't have a sense of, like, anyone who doesn't, who, anyone who's truly fearless is like a monster. No, for me, it's, I don't see the ending as a bad ending that you need to turn to a, like, a bad twist in the rest. It's just like, the the ending is he's being rewarded for his courageous, that he get wealthy and he has a happy life. And then just put another thing, like a, one more thing, he died. And how he died, he just look at his shadow. That's how I did the Italians invent irony? The ship with three decks. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> no. Do you think this one gonna make more sense? No, I'm really curious. <laughs> <laughs> this might be what I think it is. We should just read these in sequence. The ship with three decks. Once there was a poor couple who lived way out in the country. A baby boy was born to them, but there was no one anywhere to but there was no one anywhere around to be his godfather. They went into town, but they didn't know a soul there, and couldn't have the child baptized without a godfather. They saw a man wrapped in a black cloak on the church doorstep and asked, Kind sir, would you please be this boy's godfather? <laughs> Just anybody. The man agreed. Like, they saw a man wrapped in a black... (laughs) What's the, like, requirement to be a godfather? I assumed, like, (laughs) suspicious as fuck. (laughs) Looking's gotta be near the top. Hey, you look shady as fuck. Will you be this boy's godfather? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I this <laughs> this is my mission here do i want to be as god look at look at me <laughs> what do you think i'm volunteering <laughs> yeah I'm why do you think i put this on this morning <laughs> yeah you know? jesus christ yeah do i gotta spell it out for you <laughs> The man agreed, and the child was baptized. When they came out of the church, the stranger said, I now must give my godson his present. Wow. Take this purse, which is... <laughs> that is really Where suspicious. Where did you get this? He's <laughs> just so ready for everything. <laughs> <laughs> How does this become a ship with three decks? 
like yeah 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 and then in the in the purse was a deck if there's an extra deck <laughs> yeah huh. all right okay in this purse there's a map you can find a ship <sighs> okay <clears throat> i must now give my godson his present take this purse which is to be used to raise and educate him and give him this letter when he has learned to read. The father and mother were thunderstruck. They <laughs> 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 lady. It's so manga. <laughs> they were thunderstruck? You don't mean awestruck, you mean thunderstruck. It's a picture the, here. The couple got struck. They were so surprised, they were stricken by lightning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but before they could find words of thanks and ask the man his name, he had disappeared. The purse was full of gold crowns, which paid for the boy's education. Once he could read, his parents gave him the letter, which said, Dear Godson, I'm going back to repossess my throne after a long exile, and I need an heir. <sighs> As, oh, this is great. <laughs> as soon as you read this letter, set out on a journey to your dear godfather, the King of England. Wow. P.S. Along the way, beware of a cross-eyed man, a cripple, and a mangy character. <laughs> <laughs> really <Pirate>. vague. Really <laughs> vague. Pirate. So vague. Pirate. <laughs> of Caribbean. Yes, it's Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah, beware of Johnny Depp. He's a he's a mangy character. I'm the king of England. And I'm the king of England. Yeah. Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> uh, I'm the king of England. <laughs> <laughs> the youth said, Father, mother, farewell. I must go to my godfather. And just abandon their parents. Well, yeah, you gotta read the letter. After a few days of walking, he met a traveler who asked, Where are you going, my lad? To England. Wow. So am I. We shall travel together. The youth noticed the man's eyes. One of them looked east and the other west. So the boy realized this was the cross-eyed man he must avoid. But it, it would only be... Is it this? Because <laughs> if that, then it wouldn't be cross Anyway, I don't want to go insane trying to think about this. <clears throat> this is nightmare enough as it is. I also think about being like a frog. Like eyes and different sides. Yes. <laughs> the youth noticed the man's eyes one of them looked east and the other looked west so the boy realized this was the cross-eyed man he must avoid he found a pretext for stopping then took another road okay yeah. just suddenly dashing out <laughs> dashing away hey I'm gonna go this way <laughs> because, because his eyes can't like, talk about it. I don't you know, like, the, the man's eyes couldn't focus. So, like, the boy, it had been 25 minutes before he realized that the boy wasn't with him. <laughs> because you can only see, like, a narrow band blind. of vision. He's not blind. Yeah, not all the way. Okay. But if you can't focus, then it can't be good, right? This was the cross-eyed man he must avoid. He found a pretext for stopping and took another road. It had been 35 minutes <laughs> 
Cross out. There's no this sentence. Cross out. No. Realize that the boy wasn't walking. No. Anymore. No, it's not okay. important. Yeah, yeah, no. No. Okay. You paid. Okay. He met another traveler sitting on a stone. Are you going to England? Well, there we'll therefore travel together," said the stranger. So suspicious strangers in this country. There's a lot of suspicious characters <laughs> in this world. Yeah. In general. They're just there waiting. Yep. Shoulder bed. Mm-hmm. You know what's shoulder bed? Yes. Ugh. Hey, do you want to be this boy's godfather? Yes, take this first. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Take this first. You're gonna be my ear. <laughs> he was ready. He was just ready. Did you always have that? Was that? Oh shit! Was that in the black cloak? Was that in your shady black cloak? Just a bag of gold and and a letter explaining it. Yeah. Oh man. Waiting for a god song. That's like what they are meant to be. Okay. Okay. No, it doesn't. It's not that okay. Long. All right. It's not that long. So at some point, there's gonna be a ship. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. <clears throat> they are about to cross the sea. England is a land, an island. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Mm. Okay. Uh. Let's see. He met another traveler sitting on a stone. Are you going to England? We'll therefore travel together. Like he didn't even give him chance to. <laughs> yes. To he rest. knows. Everybody knows everything. <laughs> I read the script. Yes. I read this before. How did you know I was going to England? I read the story already. <laughs> okay. I know everything about you. <laughs> then why did you ask? Confirming. Oh, oh god holy shit he met another traveler sitting on a stone are you going to england we'll therefore travel together said the stranger who got up and limped along leaning on a stick he's the cripple thought the youth and he changed roads again oh so it's different person it's not just like yeah that. it's not it's not just johnny depp it's, <laughs> it's, a it's not captain jack. jack sparrow who by the way is not a cripple yeah. It's very jumping yeah. around. Yeah. He met a third traveler whose eyes, like his legs, bespoke perfect health. As for any scalp disease, this man had the thickest and cleanest he- head of black hair you ever saw. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who asked about scalp <laughs> disease? Disease doesn't look suspicious. Uh, this, this fucking sentence. Bespoke perfect health. And as if and as for any scalp disease, this man had the thickest and cleanest head of hair you ever saw. 
Yeah, it's a doctor. Yes, I know what you're thinking. No, yeah. he doesn't have any symptoms. Yes. It's the thickest yeah. head of hair. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, thanks for answering that. <laughs> As the stranger was also on his way to England, they traveled together. They stopped for the night at an inn, <clears throat> where the youth, wary of his companion, handed over his purse and the letter for the king keeper for, sca- for safekeeping. During the night, while everybody was sleeping, the stranger rose and went to the innkeeper for purse, letter, and horse. In the morning, the young man found himself alone, penniless, on foot, and with no letter for the king. Your servant came to me in the night, explained the innkeeper, for all your belongings. Then he left. Thanks. Thanks, asshole. Just gives, gives it to anybody. The youth set out on foot. At a bend in the road, he spied his horse tethered to a tree in a field. He was about to untie it when from behind the tree rushed last night's companion armed with a pistol. If you don't want to die on the spot, he said, you must become my servant and pretend I'm the king of England's godson. As he spoke, he removed his black wig, revealing scalp completely covered with mange. So that was the mangy. They set out the mangy one on horseback, the youth on foot, and at last reached England. With open arms, the king welcomed the mangy one, taking him for his godson. Well, the real godson was assigned to the stables as a stable boy. But the mangy one couldn't wait to get rid of his companion, and the opportunity soon presented itself. Okay. The king one day said to the false godson, If you could free my daughter from the spell that holds her prisoner on a certain island, so vague, I'd give her to you in marriage. The only difficulty is that nobody who has attempted to free her has ever come back alive. The mangy one lost no time in replying. Why in this Italian world, lots of places you go and nobody come back alive? It's just... And why do you have to go to those places? Yes. Yes. There's lots of spots like that. Oh, yes. It's murder. I have to go. Yes, I need to go to Murder Island yeah. for business. Um... Okay, I'd give it to you in marriage. The only difficulty is that nobody who has attempted to free her has ever come back alive. The mangy one lost no time in replying, try sending my servant, who is surely capable of setting her free. The king summoned the youth at once and asked, can you set my daughter free? Your daughter? Tell me where she is, majesty. The king would only say, I warn you that you'll lose your head if you come back to me without her. Yeah, if you can do that, why didn't you marry your daughter? Mm-hmm. The youth went to the pier and watched the ships sail away. <laughs> oh, we see the ship. Oops. Okay. Hold on. The youth went to the pier and watched the ships sail away. He had no idea how to reach the princess's island. An old sailor with a beard down to his knees approached him and said, Ask for a ship with three decks. The youth went to the king and had a ship with three decks rigged. When it was in port and ready to weigh anchor, the old sailor reappeared. Now have one deck loaded with cheese rinds, another with breadcrumbs, and a third with stinking carrion. Carrion. What's carrion? I don't know. It's kind of fish, maybe. Cool. The youth had three decks loaded. Now, said the old man, when the king says, choose all the sailors you want, you will reply, I need only one, and select me. That he did. And the whole town turned out to watch the ship sail off with that strange cargo and a crew of one who 
also happened to be on his last legs. He's also someone read the script and be there waiting for him. <laughs> okay, all right. This is this is what you do. All right. Exactly, knowing the situation and give clear. So what you're gonna do? You're gonna ask for a ship with three decks. All right, not one deck more or less. And when he, the king asks you to pick a crew, you say you only need me, and that's it. Okay? Yeah, and see deck of this and this. You understand? This is where that comes from. Okay, that's great. They sailed for three months straight. At the end of which, they spied a lighthouse in the night and entered a port. All they could make out on shore were low, low houses and stealthy movement. At last, the voice asked, "What cargo do you carry?" "Cheese rinds," replied the old sailor. "Fine," they said on shore. "That's what we need." It was the island of rats, where all the inhabitants were rats. <laughs> Who said, "We'll buy the entire cargo, but we have no money with which to pay you." But any time you need us, you have only to say, "Rats, fine rats, help us," and we'll be right there to help you. The youth and the sailor dropped the gangplank. And the rats came aboard and unloaded the cheese rinds in a flash. From there, the men sailed to another island. It was also night, and they could make out nothing at all in port. It was worse than the other place, with not a house or a tree anywhere in sight. What cargo do you bring? Asked the voices in the dark. Bread crumbs, replied the sailor. Fine, that's just what we need. It was the island of ants, where all the inhabitants were dogs. Uh, yeah. It was the island of ants where all the inhabitants were ants. Ants. Nor did they have any money either. But they said, "Whenever you need us, you have only to say, 'Ants, find ants, help us, and we'll be right there, no matter where you are.'" The ants carried all the breadcrumbs down the fore and aft moorings, and the ship cast off again. It came to an island of rocky cliffs that dropped straight down to port. What cargo do you bring? cried voices from above. Stinking carrion. Excellent. That's just what we need. And huge shadows swooped down on the ship. It was the island of vultures inhabited entirely by those greedy birds. They flew off with every ounce of carrion, promising in return to help the men whenever they needed. Vultures, fine vultures, help us. After several more months of sailing, they landed on the island where the king of England's daughter was a prisoner. They disembarked, walked through a long cave, and emerged before a palace and a garden. A dwarf walked out to meet them. "Is the king of England's daughter here?" asked the youth. "Come in and ask Fairy Sibiana," replied the dwarf. <laughs> uh huh. Showing them into the palace, which had gold floors and crystal walls. Fairy Sibiana sat on a throne of crystal and gold. Kings and princes have brought entire armies to free the princess," said the fairy, "and every last one of them died. All I have are my will and my courage," said the youth. "Well then, you must undergo three trials. If you fail, you will not get away from here alive. Do you see that mountain shutting out the sun from my view? You must level it by tomorrow morning. When I wake up, I want all the sunlight streaming into my room." The dwarf came out with a pickaxe and led the youth to the foot of the mountain. The man brought the pickaxe down once, and the blade snapped in two. Now how am I going to dig? He wondered. Then he remembered the rats on the other island. 
Rats, find rats, help me. He had not got the words out of his mouth before the mountain was swarming with rats from top to bottom. They dug and gnawed and clawed, while the mountain dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. Next morning, Lady Sibiana was awakened by the first rays of sun streaming into her room. Congratulations, said the youth. But you're not done yet. She led him to the palace's underground vaults, in the center of which was a room with a ceiling as high as a church's and containing one big heap of peas and lentils that reached the ceiling. You have this whole night to separate the peas from the lentils into two distinct piles. Heaven help you if you leave one single lentil in the pea pile or one single pea in the lentil pile. The dwarf left him a candle wick and went off with the fairy. As the wick burned down to nothing, the youth continued to stare at the huge pile, wondering how any human could ever accomplish so intricate a task. Then he remembered the ants on the other island. Ants, fine ants, he called. Help me. No sooner had he said those words than the entire cellar teemed with those tiny insects. They converged on the heap and with order and patience made two separate piles, one team of ants carrying peas and the other lentils. Nice. I'm still not defeated, said the fairy when she saw the task completed. A far more difficult trial now awaits you. You have from now till dawn to fetch me a barrel of the water of long life. The spring of long life was at the top of a steep mountain infested with savage beasts. Scaling the mountain was out of the question, much less while carrying a barrel. But the youth called vultures, fine vultures, help me. And the sky darkened with vultures circling down to earth. The youth attached a file to the neck of each, and the vultures soared in a grand formation straight to the spring on the mountaintop, filled their files, and flew back with them to the youth who poured the water into the barrel he had waiting. When the barrel was full, hoofbeats were heard retreating. Fairy Sibiana fleeing for dear life, followed by her dwarves, while out of the palace ran the king of England's daughter, cheering, I am safe at last. You set me free. Nice. With the king's daughter and the water of long life, the youth returned to his ship, where the old sailor was all ready to weigh anchor. The king of England scanned the sea every day through his telescope. Seeing a ship approach that was flying the English flag, he ran to port overjoyed. When the mangy one beheld the youth safe and sound and escorting the king's daughter, he was fit to be tied and resolved to have him killed. While the king was celebrating his daughter's return with a grand banquet, two grim-looking fellows came to get the youth, saying it was a matter of life and death. Puzzled, he followed them. When they got to the woods, the two fellows, who were assassins hired by the mangy one, drew their knives and cut the youth's throat. Okay. Meanwhile, at the banquet, the king's daughter was more and more worried, since the youth had gone off with that sinister pair and had not returned. She went out looking for him, and reaching the woods, found his body covered with wounds, but the old sailor had brought along the barrel containing the water of long life, in which he immersed the youth's body, only to see him jump right back out as sound as ever, and so handsome that the king's daughter threw her arms around his neck. Oh, nice. The mangy one was livid with rage. What's in that barrel, he asked. Boiling oil, replied the sailor. 
So the mangy one had a barrel of oil heated to boiling and announced to the princess, if you don't love me, I'll kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, who wrote this? Me? (laughs) He stabbed himself with his dagger and leaped into the boiling oil. He was instantly scalded to death. Also, his black wig had flown off when he leaped. Revealing his mangy head. Ah, the mangy one, exclaimed the king of England, the cruelest of all my enemies. He finally got what was coming to him. So you, valiant youth, are my godson. You shall marry my daughter and inherit, and inherit my kingdom. And so it was. Um, How do you like it? I think it's paced really well. A lot happens. And not a lot of, like, story real estate. So it's very and everything good. useful, right? You even you get the, the yeah. It helps life when, potion. It helps when everyone read the script, <laughs> so they know exactly what to do to get the story. And on them. everything is like a tour. They're just like so useful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly useful. Yes. Nothing waste. No. No waste. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like after planning. Everything is either maximally good or maximally bad. None of this in-between bullshit. Right. It's just good that way. And you can become more handsome because of long life. 